Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Greetings from the bunker. You know, I was, it's Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. I'm Natasha Legero. I've been following this Instagram account called um, White Rasta Pasta. And uh, I've been getting into some weird shit uh, in the quarantine, uh, you know, going into deeper corners of the internet. And White Rasta Pasta is just an Instagram account that's only white people acting like they're Jamaican. <laughs> it's just like, and it only posts like 10 times a year, but when they do, some, there's some gems. Oh, so there's only like 12 posts? Well, there's not that many people that do it, you know, but it'll be like some guy in like Orlando, like singing Roots Reggae in his car or something. Like, they want to keep down the people with melanin but he's like has no melanin but i was thinking you know what a weird cultural phenomenon specifically that you know like i actually understand white people that act black well they could have grown up in a black neighborhood they could have been heavily influenced by black culture but white people acting like people from an island nation (laughs) american owned by canada (laughs) it's like a british protectorate and they're like i think that's the I think that's the island that I'm going to protect. I've been thinking about getting into it, but I feel like the Jamaican thing is a little bit played out. I was thinking about doing Trinidad and Tobago. I like that. I'll just be like, hey, well, I don't know how they talk there, but I'll be like, hey, welcome to Trinidad and Tobago. Hope the cruise is going well. By the way, this is a good time to invest in cruise stock. I wonder if people will still take cruises. After all this is over, eventually it'll have to bounce back, right? Who doesn't want to be on a cruise? I never wanted to be on one. You know, there's an essay by David Foster Wallace called A Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again. It's all about him taking a cruise. Sounds awful. It does sound awful. I I went deep into cruise ship Googling like eight years ago. 
because I was like, I think I'm going to go on a cruise. Where would you want to go? I don't know. I just, it sounded cool. And I was like, maybe there's like, maybe there's one that's like not lame. And like the the cruise ship reviews are hilarious because it's like, they suck. You know, it's hilarious. Everything's falling apart. You're eating in a gross buffet every night. The people are, in, it, it just it sounds awful. I heard a great uh, radio story on, I think this American lab about the first woman who ever stowed away on a cruise back in the day you could do that they didn't even check ids she just like ran on and she would have to uh she kept a change of clothes in a plant and she would have to like walk around like really late but she had to pretend she was an alcoholic and stay at the bar till everything closed down and then she'd have to change her clothes in the plant and try to catch a few z's on a couch <laughs> you know what's funny change about you clothes in a plant. what's funny about you and uh, boats is that you pretend you like boats and every time you get on one you get seasick that's true. I do kind of get seasick. But you like to think of yourself as a person who would like to take sh- ship rides. That's true. Because it like speaks to your like Newportian class conscious like no, Marie Antoinette thing. No, I just went on a boat once in Thailand, a teakwood yacht, and it was a peak experience of my life. It was a teak experience. And I always was like thinking to myself, I need to figure out how to get on a boat once a year. We went to Kauai. and we took Boats are amazing. We went to Kauai. We took that boat to the... Um, we took a skipper or what a catamaran to the uh, to the forbidden coast or the lost coast or whatever it is over there, and it was hilarious. It was like there was a sh- side of the ship for people that were vomiting or about to vomit, and then there was a side of, sh- of the ship for like tough, cool people. And I had to sit on the vomit side because you were feeling a little peaked. I know, I know. I'm sorry, but we did go on a boat ride recently that was not. You did not get sick, and it was with your co-star. From your new sitcom, CBS's uh, sh- record-shattering, highest-rated premiere of any TV show this season. We're not saying that there's a, ca- a quarantine asterisk on that. We're just going <laughs> to say it was the highest-rated premiere of any CBS sitcom this season, where you play the wife of Jaime Camille, the most handsome person in the world. I'm not thrilled about this. Last show you were on, you played the wife of Andrew Dice Clay. Much more comfortable with that competition. <laughs> now you're with fucking Mexican Prince Charming. I can't say I love it. He's the most handsome person I've ever seen in person. <laughs> I I would have an affair with him. So I can only imagine you are. And so when you suggested... No, that- Jaime is like an amazing family man. I love his wife, Heidi, and they agreed to talk to us tonight. So, so we thought we'd give him a call and I can get to the bottom of what he's doing with my wife. <laughs> so let's call from Jane the Virgin from CBS's Broke, the husband to my wife, Jaime Camille and his wife, Heidi. You know, there hasn't been a Latin lead in 70 years on a CBS show. Was it Ricky Ricardo? Yes. Is that right? <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, hello. Jaime. Yeah. It's Moshe. Heidi. Oh. oh. Natasha, please, please don't don't interrupt. I'm talking to Moshe right now. <laughs> we do have a bit of a crush on each other, just for the listeners. <laughs> Jaime and I have a bit of a crush on each other. Uh what's up? Wouldn't you say? What's up, guys? I hear you're very, very far away. Oh, really? You sound perfect. Heidi, are you there? Heidi is here. Hold on. I but as a matter of fact, I believe. This might be the first time that Heidi and myself were doing an interview together. Well, well good. I'm glad to, to, to be the... She's going to pop your cherry, Jaime. 
Hey guys, how are Hi, you? How are you? Hi Heidi. I wish you would cook for me. You're such a great cook. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've been exploring so many recipes right now. You would be like mind blown. What are you I'm, making? Wait, let me just say first, Heidi made me, I was sick once at work. She delivered to me the most amazing jug of soup that I've ever had in my life. And I just carried it around in cups of broth and I drank it the entire night. And honestly, it was amazing. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, like, yeah, that that is one of my recipes. I tried recently, I tried uh, carrot soup that my family like were not so happy about it. They were like, this is not tasting good. But I thought it was amazing, you guys. Well, that's like and, every, uh, that sounds like every time Natasha tries to cook is the family, <laughs> which is really me because uh, our daughter's a bit pre-verbal. So it'll just be me giving her a dirty look. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, what else? You made carrot soup. You're just you're just like cooking all day. Are, are, are you teaching the kids too, Heidi? Yes, for sure. The other day we uh, did uh, waffles. The entire family, we did waffles. Um, we also, well, I, I cooked, uh, some very amazing beef tacos. Um, what else? You're making my husband like oh, really wish he wasn't dogs. quarantined. <laughs> hot dogs. Hey, she's getting to your territory. You can handle hot dogs. A very, very special kind of hot dogs. This is like a Mexican recipe that is so special. A Mexican hot dog? brand this. Isn't this just bacon? We should have a food truck. Isn't it just bacon-wrapped hot dogs? Isn't that the Mexican recipe for hot dogs? I cannot tell you the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are we going to brand it? I'm going to put Jaime on so he can explain. (laughs) Okay. It's a guy. It's a guy called El Galan, which is the translation for the handsome guy. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) No, this guy is... Like an institution, he sells hot dogs outside the the Anahuac University in in Mexico City. Everybody, you know, your your millions and millions of listeners who are from Mexico will know what I'm talking about. All the Mexico and, uh, City people are going to be like, "Oh, the, the handsome guy." And <laughs> El Galan. El Galan. El Galan. Exactly. El Galan has the most delicious hot dogs, and and then you know, I mean, he started with hot dogs, but now he sells burgers, whatever. But I don't know what he does, like with onions and this and ketchup and i mean it's just the, but heidi has i mean has a better the recipe to a degree that you have no idea it's just delicious wait is el galan actually a, v- a very handsome hot dog vendor <laughs> he no he actually looks like a dog but uh <laughs> so he's a but cannibal he's, but he has a very beautiful heart and good feelings Moshe. Oh, so it's like when a fat guy gets called tiny. It, it's like what? It's when, like when, a, when the fat guy gets called tiny. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, there I you see. go. It's like when you. It's like. It's like the. It's like the, that, that that friend in high school that you always refer to. Oh, she has beautiful handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, wait. Can I just say, like men like Jaime, you guys are so lucky that you're quarantining with a gourmet chef. Like, I true. feel oh. so bad for Moshe. No, no. Oh, you no. have no idea. Yeah, it is a blessing. It is a gift from the gods. She cooks so, and my wife's an amazing cook. I mean, really, I put up with a lot of, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I meant that, uh, 
<laughs> it's, it's a priv- it's so nice. Uh, no, no, really, you know, without uh, all joke aside, she's an amazing cook. She's and, and whenever with this quarantine ends, we have to get together, and I will uh, ask my wife to kindly cook for us. Oh, beautiful! Hey, speaking of quarantine, we would love to come over. By the way, whenever we're willing to risk it, I'm willing to risk it because of the food I've been getting. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But what have you, are you guys, I'm sure you're in touch with people in Mexico. What's the vibe in Mexico like with COVID and quarantine? What's, what's the cultural vibe down there? Are they freaking out as hard as we are? Brother, I think they don't give a shit. I, I honestly don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's like the, the government communication or something, but they're definitely not taking this seriously. There was a story in Bloomberg on, on um, rich Mexican guys going to quarantine in Vail. Like because they want to, they want to. Like, oh, I know this for a fact because one of these, one of those guys is a really good friend of mine. So they, they all took their planes. They went to Vail because you know what? Fuck. It. I mean, we have to quarantine. Let's quarantine in style. So they all went to Vail, and thanks to them, thanks to them, Vail became a COVID nineteen hotspot. <laughs> this was. Dude, I'm not making this shit up. It was, it was, it was in Bloomberg. It's, it's a story. It's a, it's a, it's a new story in Bloomberg. And, and because in Mexico, unfortunately, now finally people are like understanding that they need to self quarantine and they need to the social distancing and everything we've been doing. And even though America was, as you know, 70 days late to to do this, imagine Mexico how late it is if it's already 50 or 40 days later than America. So. Right. Oh, and, and in Mexico, something really horrible is happening right now. There's a lot of discrimination with, you know, unfortunately, with Asian people, with people that work at hospitals. Instead of looking at them like heroes, they look at them like, you're going to pass me the virus because you have been inside of a hospital. It's just horrible, man. It's horrible. And, and I really hope, I really, I could only wish that, that uh, you know, I mean, some people are very, are very responsible. They're they're in self quarantine. They're respecting the the, the isolation, the, the social distancing, but not all of them, and that's very sad. Well, at least some of them gave the virus to other rich people. That's kind of nice, right? <laughs> the Vale people. Yeah. I mean, who deserves it more, right? Wait, really? Exactly. Really quickly. Listen, I, oh yeah, go ahead. I, I got an amazing. I, I'm sorry, Natasha. I got an amazing meme that says, "We were humans, but religion separated us." Politics divided us, uh, money, uh, you know, classified us. And finally, a virus uh, made us equal. Hmm. Unified us. I got the same one, but there was a little addendum. It said, and the hot dogs of El Galan brought us all together. (laughs) Hot dogs and hot dogs El Galan brought us all together. (laughs) Wait, I want to know, Heidi, are you teaching your kids? Are you like doing like all the homeschooling? Homeschooling. You know what? I, I believe that in some very special reason, the this virus is bringing the best of all human beings. I mean, we're like learning how to become a family again and how to cook together and how to wake up and, you know, like have amazing, amazing, uh, like, how do you Routines, routines. Mostly is very fluent in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's routines, Heidi. It's routines is the word you're looking <laughs> yes. for. Yes. Yeah, routines. Uh, no, but you're right. Yeah. Up, and you know, having small children, you have no option but you know to have a routine. And you know, we've been doing uh, homeschooling. Um, we work with Schoology, which is a very 
complex system, but I still think that it works. I've done it with both my kids and we are very satisfied and the kids and the kids have fun. You know, are they in different just, rooms on different computers and you're just kind of overseeing it? No, all day? no, no. It's mommy and one one computer. So we have to just like take our schedules. Oh, shit, that's a numero uno, not okay. one. There's, ah, there's claro, not, claro, claro que sí. There sí. is not another man in the house. There. Yes, sir. It's just that's one numero uno. <laughs> uno, uno, claro, claro. Well, Heidi, that's very inspiring for you to talk like that. Well, yeah, no, I, what you were saying, I think that's right. Like Natasha and I were saying, the, the time we're spending with our kid now is time that we wouldn't have been spending with her exactly. otherwise. Because Ever. we would have been at work, we would have been busy, we would have been trying to hustle. and like So to the extent that everyone can find a way to find the little moments of light inside of a, of a frustrating situation, I mean, it's all the better. And let me just say, I don't know how my nanny did it. how my nanny did it but i do believe that the most important thing to get through this is through a routine you know like getting up making your bed like getting the kids on schedule even if you don't have kids get a schedule you know wake up dress up make your bed uh well you're a very you're you're a very glamorous person like do you do you shower in the morning and put on a cute outfit no, I don't shower in the morning. First, I exercise. Well, first, I fight with my kids. <laughs> then I we do homework and, you know, we have this very cute um, thing. Husband. Not husband. Oh, Jesus. Uh, no. First, we have this very cute routine that we listen to his, their principal's announcements every morning. And we say the the, Pledge of the, pre, the what? Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge, Pledge, yes, Pledge of Allegiance. That's the one. I still can't say it. Oh my god! I still can't oh say god. it either. I know okay, it by heart. We're, we're we're waiting to receive. We're waiting to receive our our appointment for the citizenship exam. That's going to go well. Well, you guys do the pledge of allegiance every Listen, morning. Listen, I don't. I don't say the pledge of allegiance. I still can't bring myself to say it. I know it by heart, but I refuse. So don't worry about it. You guys are ahead of the curve. But yeah, after that, uh, we do homework, and then. Um, Jaime comes back from exercising and then I exercise. So we are also taking, you know, like our turns with the responsibilities of the kids. So we all like he and I get, you know, like a little bit of alone time because we need that too. What's your way of splitting it up? Well, we exercise. (laughs) Oh, that's it. (laughs) A lot. I love a the lot. idea of, of your family standing with their hand over their heart in front of a computer reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> That's so I promise you, Orwellian. I think you're not. This is, this is what they, the L-A-S-D, L-S-U-S-D does. Amazing. Well, the, the, the citizenship exam is going to go well. <laughs> Jaime, uh, we want to take some calls with both of you, uh, but first I wanted to quickly talk, because Natasha won't do it, about Broke and what a huge success it is. Congratulations. Jaime Camille, the first uh, Latino lead of a CBS sitcom in 70 years, and it was the biggest rated premiere of any show. In uh, 70 years. Uh, uh, oh, this season, at least. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you, man. We're so, I mean, Natasha, I can tell you because we are very privileged to be working with an amazing team of writers. Uh, you know, they're so good. And our boss, we have Alex Herschlag. He, he used to run Will and Grace and he's an amazing boss. He's so funny. Uh, He's so funny. There, there's so much love and energy in, in the set. And, you know, we, we, we've all heard of writes on the show. Yep. 
Real Madrigal. Yeah, well, you know, we, you know, that, that's the weakest link. But anyway, um, <laughs> we uh, let's let's uh, talk about even about the about the weak links. That's fine. But um, uh, no, but it's funny because you know, I'm sure you've heard and you know all the horror stories in Hollywood and how how you know actors uh, working on the same project they can stand each other. So the fact that it's a like a love fest. And, and I mean, of course, and we, we had our issues, but they're minor. Bottom line, you know, the majority of the time is not 99% of the time. It's all respect and love and pouring our hearts into the project. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing that, that resonates with the audience and it translates. Well, Jaime, that's... And Jaime, that, you're so talented. You're so funny. I was going to say, Jaime, that's... No, well, that's a you? Kind of, that's the kind of spiel that you give to like a real news outlet, but this is just a podcast. So let's talk about oh. who you think is the worst person on the entire oh, crew Natasha, or something. Oh, without, without, without. oh, please. That's an easy one. Natasha. That, that's, yeah. It's Next great. Question. You play, you play Natasha's <laughs> husband, which bothers me every week, but you're so talented <laughs> and the two of you together are so funny. It's such a good show. You guys. Oh, she's so good. I want to tell you something. We're so, I mean, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of both of you guys. Uh, a little bit of motion more. Yes. But uh, I'm sorry, it has, I'm sorry, it has something in my throat. It was, a, but, it was uh, one of the weak links from Al Galan. It's one of the weak. <laughs> but it, it is incredible to be honest. When we were like casting for the show and everything, and CBS was like, "You should read. Uh, you should, uh, you know, Natasha Leggero should come in and read for you guys." And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Uh, and of course, the concern when you work with stand-up comedians is that is that not many of them understand that being a stand-up comedian is a different job than being an, a comedic actor uh, it's it's very very as you know it's, it's very very different it's a very different discipline i keep telling uh, that to uh, casting and they don't seem to understand <laughs> <laughs> so no but really i was I, I i was like i have to meet natasha before i want to sit down with her for at least 15 minutes and talk to her before we just go like cold into a chemistry reading it's absurd and thank God. So remember, Natasha, we were in the little uh, in the little room, yes. in the little waiting room, uh, and and we were talking. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. She's such she's, she's such a nice girl. There's such a good energy, whatever. And then she, of course, killed it on the on the audition. And she has comedic timing, of course. She's a, a brilliant stand-up comedian, and but beautiful. and beautiful, brilliant stand-up comedian. Not and a great cook, a great cook. <laughs> one of the great what, cooks what? in North America. Right, hold on, Heidi. Heidi has has something to say. What? And she has a juicy butt. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> takes one to right, know one, yeah. Heidi. <laughs> it takes one to know one. And uh, yes, Elena is like saying, "Oh, mommy's juicy butt," and she's like walking like Heidi, like Heidi walks. But but then she she nailed it. She was so good at the timing and the comedic, you know, being a comedic actress, not only a brilliant stand-up comedian, but a comedic actress. And oh my God, it worked out beautifully. Yeah. Well, okay. She... Well, on that note, can we call Matt in Rochester? <laughs> Natasha's very comfortable with praise, as you can hear. But no, I agree. Jaime, thank you so much, and I'm so excited about the show, and I'm so glad people love it. I loved working with thank you. God. I loved working with Polly Perrette. And uh, everyone's so funny. And the, the, their names, Natasha, their names are Easy Diaz and Antonio Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I didn't know how far I should the go. The rest like... of the cast. And, <laughs> and Natasha is like, Natasha's like, no, no, I know them. I know them, but not, not that much. <laughs> Jaime, that is not true. Stop it. <laughs> Okay, okay. we're oh, going to yeah. call Matt. Can you guys just help us give these guys advice? This is one call, Matt in Rochester. 
Rochester. That's in New York, right? Yeah, Min- no, it's in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Sorry. So stand by. You'll hear a little bit of silence, okay, and then Matt will. Be yeah, connected. good. Good luck with the citizenship. Okay. Good luck with the citizenship uh, <laughs> test. I don't think they're going to ask you about Rochester, Minnesota. You're okay. <laughs> but I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Rochester, New York. Please. There check is. It. There Producer. is. No, you're right. Yes, there's a Rochester, <laughs> New York. Thank you. Okay, stand by. Hi, Matt. It's Moshe Kasher. Natasha Legero, and we're here with Jaime and Heidi Camille. Um, what's up, brother? How's everyone doing? <laughs> so tell us what's what's going on, Matt. Big thing. My girlfriend and I are going to be having our five-year anniversary in a couple of weeks. But the big thing is, you know, obviously with the quarantine, it's not like we can go out or really do anything or go anywhere. And she's actually a nurse, so she's often working weird hours and is super crazy stressed out, you know, more so than, you know, because she has to deal with it. She's in the shit in the front line. And I just I, I'm I want to try to do something special and fun and creative, but I'm not a super creative person. And I'm just trying to look for some advice and some sort of input. And I brother, think, you know, brother, first yeah. of all, are you? Are, are you coughing? Do you have the vi- are, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? No, First of all, are you okay? Talk to us. I'm I'm good. You know, I basically like I bathe myself in you know alcohol and you know hand sanitizer. You know, I'm my girlfriend's got the hookup, so you know I'm I'm golf set. Okay, great. My wife has an idea, Moshi. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Please. Give her a foot massage. <laughs> so simple. Okay. That's the best thing ever. All right. I'm, All right. I like I'm gonna that. Put, I'm going to put Jaime on the phone because he really loves this. Yes, definitely. Foot, foot, foot <laughs> massage. We're getting kinky. Okay. And <laughs> no, listen, I think, first of all, you being in quarantine is great because, as you know, Moshe and Natasha, please don't let me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But when you're going, I mean, you, you've been with your girl for five years. So that's that's a decent amount of time. But sometimes, we, you know, when you don't live together, this quarantine might be an eye opener for, for many people. Like, holy shit, I cannot share the same house with you. Wow, so so do you live with your with your girl? Yes, we've uh, lived together, sort of, you know, on and off for a few years. Well, that's good. I mean, but you have lived with her, so you you can you can share the same roof. Massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, that's 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 amazing. That well, good. I know for you. what Heidi wants what? tonight. Heidi's so simple. <laughs> Jaime's trying to get into the psychology of sharing a roof together. Yes. Heidi's like, just rub rub yeah. her feet, rub her feet. Yes, honey, I get the message. When we think about it, run the foot. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I would suggest. I would suggest. Um, have you thought about baking her a cake from scratch? I know some people like that. No, here's what you know. Here's a suggestion. Uh, you could get into some really hot role play. You know, like have you ever tried N95 mask sex? That's kind of an idea. Ooh. You know what I mean? Ooh. She might. You want- know, she does have to come in. You know, as a nurse, she has the full PPE and the face mask. You know, that could be a lot of fun. Well, PPE. Even say your PPE is kind of kinky, man. Yeah, PPE and the- <laughs> PPE in the face is a little kinkier than I was suggesting, but. And a hot meal. A nice meal and a foot massage seems very simple. Natasha, what do you think? Um. Well, one thing I think is nice is to like 
make it feel like a celebration. So you can set the mood, you know, make the tone like, I don't know if if you have music that you guys have liked or, you know, just playing something romantic or cooking something she likes or talking to her about her day and like what Heidi said, giving her the massage and fucking her. I mean, what else could you do? <laughs> well, I've had a couple, you know, I've, 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 since it's a few weeks away, I've done a little bit of that. I started to make, you know, an anniversary playlist of sort of like defining songs that we've listened to. Uh, songs nice. I know she likes, uh, I was also trying to think of like, uh, cause I'm a big, I'm a big, I like to cook a lot anyway. So I'm trying to think of like a lot of the meals that I've made for her in the past. And the biggest thing that I kind of came up with was maybe you're trying to recreate the first meal that we made like together. Ooh, that's a good one. One yeah. of our first mates. That's so very I was, like, sweet. Maybe, that could maybe dip into that well, but I don't know. I just, I, we're so used to just, you know, it's going out and doing more things. I'm just trying to make sure this is like Luke. a lovely you, romantic gesture. And, you're used, you're used to that routine. You're used to their routine, and sometimes just thinking about breaking their routine, it will be an incredible gift, and it will be romantic enough. Just you know, just just uh, just getting out of their routine, it's 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 a great thing to do. And I right. also think music is such a great tool of like really like you want to you want to try to like go to a different world. That's exactly transport. What... You want to be able to transport, you know, and uh, smells, yep. music, in a movie. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. What Natasha's saying. Is like your girlfriend is like you said, she's on the front line. All of my friends that are working in ERs and ICUs right now are describing their work environment as like working in hell. So unfortunately, you can't take her to Paris or take her to the theater because we're not doing that right now. But the idea that you could make your home for like one evening something that is so diametrically opposed to where she's working you know like yeah. I, I maybe going all the way into something corny like creating you know buying some decorations for your favorite place together and pretending that your living room is actually your favorite restaurant or your favorite vacation yeah. destination oh i like that just so that for a couple hours she's not in the icu she's not uh in even in minnesota she's just transported just like natasha said to someplace else and the fact, I really like that idea. And the fact that you're thinking few, many weeks ahead of what you're going to do for your five-year anniversary is so sweet, and you're so thoughtful, and it she's so lucky to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree, my man. It's true. Thank it, you. It's like um, in a normal circumstance, you putting like – Paris decorations around the living room for your anniversary. I'd be like, and watching a movie. I'd be like, like, Matt is the most basic, like, moron I've ever talked to. But in these situations, creating a situation like that is like very sweet because we're all trapped in the same place and we want a little bit. We want to feel like we're traveling and definitely rubber rubber feet. Rubber feet. uh, Definitely, and and I respect the fact that you know she's working there. Oh my God, she's a hero. Thank her, thank her on on our on on all of us we have because it it is incredible. But I I would keep a a couple of of COVID nineteen tests, you know, nearby. (laughs) You know, I mean, you joke, but she actually had to get tested. Oh, oh, I'm not joking. (laughs) He's not joking, and he's not talking about her. He's talking about you, Matt. Okay, Matt. Well, good luck. Happy Let us know how you how you do it, and be cheesy. That's yeah, be the cheesy. lesson. I think yeah, so. Yeah, be cheesy. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will lean into the cheese. Uh, thank you very much. You guys all, you know, love the podcast. Stay safe, uh, and uh, you know, 
try to, you know, be sane. Thank you and very maybe much. Keep, maybe keep broke a chance, man. Thursday night, CBS, 9.30 p.m. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. I, da- I downloaded the CBS, uh, CBS oh, app you, on my Roku. So, okay, you know, awesome. check it out. All right, Matt. Awesome. Good luck. Happy anniversary. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. That was great. You guys give good advice. We, I knew you guys would be good at this. <laughs> yeah, Heidi's very good. Heidi's very good at sending subliminal messages. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, they're obviously not subliminal. She's like, a woman <laughs> likes her feet right rubbed, so rub a woman's feet. It's very simple. Well, maybe- I'm, do- I'm doing it right now. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we'll just leave you guys alone to uh, to, to rub her feet. Uh Unless unless you want to call someone else, but I, I totally want you to have your evening. Yeah, have your evening. No, cool. We're good. I mean, if you want to, I mean, if you're kicking us out, we no. we'll live with that. But I mean, whatever, whatever you need. We would love you to stay on another call. But also, I told you 30 minutes. So it's no, let, let, let's do another call. We'll be happy to stay with you. We love you. Guys. Don't you treat us like we're just some other press opportunity. This is your co-star and your best friend. <laughs> OK, let's do it. One more call. Oh my God. Of okay. course, whatever you need. Let's try it. One more call and then we will let you guys rub each other's feet until the sun comes up. We're now calling Sarah in Sacramento. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Sarah, are we connected? Hello. Hi. We yeah. Want to, want to make sure our guests are connected too? Yes, everybody's here. Hi. It's Natasha Hi. and Moshe and our guests, Jaime and Heidi Camille. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're all doing Amazing. great. Thank we're, you. we're really happy with what's going on in the world right now. <laughs> Sarah, what's happening? Why'd you contact us? Um, okay. Well, so I um, am sharing or I guess kind of uh, dog co-parenting with my ex-boyfriend of seven years. <laughs> oh my God, this is going to go bad. I know it. I feel it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been doing that for the past year since we broke up. Um, and I'm just kind of struggling with how to get, uh, I don't know, just to make a decision and get things rolling because I just don't think we can do this forever. Um, What's the Get decision? full custody. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that easy. Awesome. <laughs> Wait, what is the decision that you're trying to make? I, By the way, I just want to say, I hate this. I hate it when couples do this. It's always awkward. It never works out. I totally I mean, agree. 100%. I love dogs. And it's usually, it's usually one, part, one, one people not understanding that they one person not understanding that they need that they need to let go yeah. it's, it's, it's over mm-hmm. it's over so so they use the 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 dog or the ski chalet you like that natasha the ski chalet? <laughs> that's gonna be that's one of our episodes. i'm sorry <laughs> but uh you know they use their dog or something else as as leverage or as a hook to, to stay there yeah yeah i'm i'm in therapy about this for sure oh um <laughs> No, um, I know. I, I'm actually curious, like, if any of you guys know anyone who's done this before. I don't really know anyone who has shared a dog with their I think ex. my wife, I think my wife had, hold on. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. This is Heidi, what, what's your name? This is Heidi, would you like a full massage? <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, name? Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's couple, sharing a, a dog. A couple of my friends. 
are are doing this co-parenting thing throughout the COVID virus, and it has been very, very hard. With uh, a one dog? of my friends. Or... Oh, she! It's a dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my wife's gone now because I'm rubbing her feet, so she went to she went to sleep a little bit, but uh, but here we are. Here we are. Oh my God, Does that amazing. change your advice, Heidi? Heidi's like, oh fuck the dog, get get out of there immediately. It's not a big deal at all. I mean, that... I saw I saw Heidi's face going super serious. I'm like, oh my God, what what's what's going what's going on? What's that? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I will totally fight for the dog. I will totally fight for the dog. Yeah. Yeah, Heidi. Sure. Heidi, do you think it's right for a couple to co-parent a dog, share custody? No, <laughs> no. That didn't sound like Heidi. <laughs> no. I no. mean, here's the thing. I think all four of us think this is a bad idea. Here's the thing, Sarah. Yeah, for sure. I, I know you love the dog, and I'm sure it's a very painful and difficult decision to make. But here's the thing. And unless it's like a star dog, you can find a better dog. <laughs> 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 Children. Okay. Children are so important. Children are so important and they're so meaningful and they're so like, like just huge in our life that we are willing to go through the poisonous ex- uh, ex- experience of yep. sharing custody with an ex because children are that important. They're literally the only thing important enough to suffer through having to continue to have constant contact with our exes because yeah. they are and they are the most important thing in the world dogs are so important they're beautiful they're awesome but they're just not quite important <laughs> enough to put yourself through this kind of hell they're just they're just under the line now oh, let man. me ask you something who, who, who owned the dog when you guys met did you did you buy the dog together did you get the dog together um, yeah, so well, about two years before we broke up, I got the dog. I, so it's I'm your like, dog, pretty much, yeah. Um, and so tell I, the guy, tell the guy to stop being a loser, get a life. <laughs> he lost you. Maybe he made a mistake and he lost. Is his loss? Is his loss? I don't even want to go into the details of why you guys broke up, but but it's obvious. It's obvious that it's your dog. It's your dog. It's obvious that it's your dog. It's obvious that he still loves you or still have feelings for you and he wants to keep he wants to be near you and the only excuse he can find is a dog is that mm-hmm. sound is that sound right sarah it sounds right i think on both sides too i mean i don't think that we are like we're not romantic anymore but we didn't end on bad terms it right. was just time like it was seven years nothing was happening um it just it just kind of went that way. And so I think because it wasn't like a bitter ending, we just kind of kept this part of our lives going. And and now we're both dating and it's like, what are we going to do? I would, I would I, never date someone who is sharing a dog with their ex. Oh, I'm with it's kind of wild. Yeah. So, I mean, our, yeah. yeah, you have a lover over and then some man shows up and you're like, who's that? Oh, that's my dog's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, well, what, what? we all, all uh, the girl he's dating and the guy I'm dating, we all know each other. So oh we're God. all very intertwined. Actually, they both um, dated each other as well. <laughs> what is happening? I think you guys should all put the dog to sleep and yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sarah, Moshe, uh, Sarah, I have a question. In Mexico, that's funny, but you cannot say this in America, Moshe. <laughs> I'm 
might be good. We'll just drink the Kool-Aid. Wait, be fine. Sarah, what would happen if you told your boyfriend, look, I just, this is getting a little too weird. I, I, I still think you're the best guy, but I just want the dog to myself. Would he let you do it? I think he would fight a little bit. Um, but but and, would you win? Or then you should be willing to let go and say, then you keep him and then you get yourself another stupid dog. Yeah, I agree. Oh, no. You guys are not dog people at no, all. No, we have three dogs. No, we are super, we are we are all super dog, dog people. people. We're okay, just also, we, are, we are also a very close to reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh. no, Sarah, we don't mean to be mean. I just think that, 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 that you can the, – the fact – I always say this to people that call. The fact that you called us – Right. Obviously, we're not like authorities on psychology. We're just a bunch of dumb comedians. Speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. Except for Jaime. (laughs) But the fact that you called us means you already know something is amiss with this. You already know that this is like a weird, untenable situation. So we're not. Oh my god! Yes. So we're not trying to. We're not. We're we're trying to be funny, but we're not trying to be dismissive of how painful it is to have this dog and also to have this memory with this guy and and just not want to like rock the boat. But if yeah. you're calling us, it means you already know, like, somebody's got to take the dog. If it's your dog already, pretty the, much the primarily, dogs. we think you should we, – we all think – just tell, the, tell him, I think I want the dog. And if he cries and his heart's broken, then maybe Natasha's right. You say, well, then if it's that important to you, I guess you can take the dog and you adopt yourself, <laughs> adopt yourself a nice no. purebred. <laughs> but, but but also Moshe, she said something that one day and that that it, that it like I said like oh you know he wants to be with you and he misses you and Sarah said something in the line of kind of like both ways so meaning that you also have feelings for for this guy you still have kind of feelings for this guy or, or zero um it's just hard to not I mean I I feel fondly for him but I don't see. I'm, Romantically, I, like like like, if he tells you, listen, you know what? I made a huge a huge mistake, and the reason I want to to be in the dog's life is because I didn't have the courage to ask you to marry me, for example. And and I think I I I, I now have seen the light at the end of the tunnel. And why would like for you for you and I to get married? Would you consider that? Um, it would really throw me for a loop. I don't know if I would say yes immediately, but I would just. Well, well, you, that, 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 that's the answer. I don't know if I would say yes <laughs> exactly because. Because the one that wants to be uh, still be in the relationship with all the respect is him, not you. So I, I believe this is an excuse for him to still be near you. Yeah. And I, I think Jaime's on to something. Regardless of who's got more feelings for who, both of you are using this dog as a kind of bridge so that you don't fully snap the connection between the two of you. And, yeah, and the dog sure. doesn't deserve that. The dog <laughs> deserves just to be loved. He doesn't want to be used. <laughs> and and we have we have Jordan for Pita on the other line. Go, Jordan. <laughs> okay, well, good luck. I think you just need oh. to be brave and be willing to walk away. But hopefully he'll do the right thing and give it to you. Like when my last boyfriend and I broke up, he immediately said, you can keep the dog. And I was just like... Oh, thank God. And the truth is, and that was so cool of him. But you know, we're not all that lucky. And the truth is, like when you're when you have a when you have an illness and you have to take medicine, sometimes the medicine is painful. Sometimes it hurts to rip the scab off. But until you take the medicine, the 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 wound won't heal. So I just think exactly. you you already know you have to do it. So we want to encourage you to take the action. Tell him we have to change something. Either I get the dog or you do. That's what we think. And fight for that dog. Yeah, fight for that dog. Scruffy deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Good luck <laughs> out there. Sarah. Thank bye. you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Man, I'm going to start calling Jaime and Heidi when I have issues. I know, for real. <laughs> you guys I are start, wise. I want to start to call Moshe. Oh, my God, you're yourself. Dude. We're all good. Can we all agree that we're great? Every one of us is great. I think we were great, and we should have a podcast, but the endless honeymoon with the four of us. I would love it. Let's do it. Well, I can't wait to see you guys again, too, and, and I really want some better food than we've Actually, Moshe's a really good cook. He, he's very good at cooking healthy food. Well, thank you nice. for that, honey. Listen, we're going to work on our Spanish so that we can start the Endless Honeymoon en Español. And Muy bien. I think it'll be great. And we guys, we want to thank you both for joining us tonight. We miss you and we want to see you again. Oh, we love you guys. Thank you. Please stay safe out there. How is your dog doing, Natasha, by the way? She's flourishing. Yeah, somehow she's doing better than any of us. <laughs> oh, I love it. So happy for you. Well, thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you, bye, guys. Bye, love, you. love you too. We miss besos. you. Okay, bye. bye. Besos. <laughs> Oh, they're so sweet. Yes. I mean, they just seem like they have it kind of dialed, though. Like, in the same way that you and I are doing well, but it's chaos, they seem like they're doing well, but it's not chaos in any way. <laughs> How do they do it? I don't know. They, got, they seem like they really have it together. <laughs> like, I think we're kind of like emerging from a pile of clothes in our underwear for the fourth day going like, this is pretty good. And they're like putting on like suits and ties and well, having wor- business meetings. They're, <laughs> they're working out. Yeah. Well, we're working out. We're working out together. They're doing it as their own alone time. That's interesting. But have we told you? I, I don't know if we've told you yet about this. Uh, like what an unreal. I'm sure you already know this if you're listening. But just YouTube is so insane. Like you, there is no reason that personal assistant, uh, physical, what do they call them? Ex- physical uh, trainers. Trainers exi- <laughs> should exist anymore. You already forgot what they're called. Well, all you got to do is you go in. Like Natasha and I, we don't work out in the same way. I like kickboxing that's what i do natasha i like to do five pound weights in a hot tub yeah <laughs> i like you, to do five pound water weights in a hot tub you like to do five <laughs> reps of five pound weights in a hot tub but it's like so we got to find it like a balance together so one week we'll do a we'll just look up and we only have so much time because our kid will be asleep right and it'll be like okay we've got 20 minutes and she'll be like well i want to do yoga and i'll be like well i really want to do cardio and kickboxing and you literally go into youtube you go 20 minute cardio kickboxing yoga workout and there is one yes the woman is annoying all the time, every single time, 100% of the time, she seems like somebody that uh, that has like a espresso teeny or something like that. But damn, it's everything's on there. It's amazing. And then we got our 20-minute workout in. We give oh, and you other... can also choose the allotment of time. Exactly. A 45-minute one, whatever you want. Anyway, there's a lot of free stuff out there. I'm Jewish. I love it. Um, do you want to do... Some secrets before we say goodbye. Yeah, let's let's do a couple secrets. Let's do a couple secrets. What's up, honeymooners? What's up, Natasha? What's up, Moshe? So my secret is last year I worked at a high-end restaurant in West Hollywood. It's like a Soho house or like a Nobu, right? It's, it's frequented by A-list celebrities and billionaires, etc. So last year, an A-list celebrity family spent about $100,000 renting out the restaurant, like, for the entire night for, for one of the family members' birthdays, right? Part of that fee was the restaurant was supposed to cater a 100% vegan, like, ensemble of food, and we just didn't do that. Didn't change the menu at all. They ate tons of regular pasta, like, milk products, cheese products, regular pork, beef, lamb, chicken, like, like you name it, everything was like they, it was not vegan at all. And the kicker is the owner knew about it 
the day before, shows up the day of the event when we're prepping and says, I'm going to fire, uh, like, anybody who, like, says any of these dishes, like, aren't vegan, you shouldn't eat it, et cetera. Um, so that's my secret. Okay, bye. Wow. Wait, who's the A-lister? Come on. Well, he can't say or the, immediately the jig would be up. Oh, they would know. That's the, but Honestly, I think that's the darkest secret we've had on here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's really... But how could people not know that sausage isn't sausage? I know. That is crazy to like take a big juicy bite of lamb and be like, wow, they've really come a long way with these uh, Beyond Shanks. Yeah, I bet you could fool certain people. Do you think he is lying? No. So what happened to the vegans? Did they just suspend disbelief? <laughs> I don't know. I remember I had a friend, who a chef in Los Angeles who opened up a really fancy restaurant and I only eat kosher beef. For what reason? I don't know, guys. But it's true. And he was like, oh, yeah, you should come get a steak at my, at my high-end restaurant. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I only eat kosher beef. He's like, oh, it's kosher. And I was like, oh, okay. Really? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, okay, I went to his restaurant, ordered this steak, ate it. It was the most delicious steak I've ever eaten in my life. One thing you should know about kosher steaks, not very good. They, they're just not good. Kosher beef is bad because they take all the good stuff out. And then at the end of the meal, I was like, that was so good. Is that really kosher? And he kind of like smiled at me. I was like, yeah, it's kosher. And I was like, fucking fuck. Kind of happy that I ate the steak because it was really good. But also like, that's pretty evil. But this is worse. Well, maybe not. This, I think that's evil. I mean, meat is just disgusting. But I, regardless, you eat meat. I know, but it's like, I just think it's funny when people love steak. But what about this A-lister? <laughs> Let's not move on from this A-lister. This is crazy. And the boss came in and said, we're giving them veal. Anybody who says anything gets canned. I think you should uh, write an anonymous article and name the celebrity. In fact, I think you should have named the celebrity so that this restaurant can be taken down. That's what I think. I think that's evil. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying the caller's evil. Sounds like you were a party to evil. You're like a foot soldier in the Nazis. But the your boss, well, that's 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 Big Daddy Hitler. Okay, let's take another co- a secret. <laughs> Hi guys, um, I have a COVID quarantine secret. So, um, I am a stress eater, and obviously, have been extra stressed out lately. Um, but we've had no good like treats for me to take my stress out on because I felt too guilty to ask the uh, Instacart shopper to, uh, like, risk their life to get me Halo Top ice cream or whatever. So last night, um, out of desperation, I ate our last slice of wedding cake that, you know, we were freezing for our one-year anniversary in October as tradition. Yeah, so I feel terrible, and I know it's got to be at least, like, bad karma um, I don't know what I'm going to tell my husband. So, yeah, I would be open to some advice on that. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, this is wild. <laughs> Wait, they're freezing their wedding cake? It's a thing people do. For To eat on their one-year anniversary. One bite? I guess they defrost the cake and then oh, share... Oh, oh, uh, just on the one-year anniversary. Share a year-old cake together to oh, remember their dumb. love that has curdled. I love that this lady was like, I felt too guilty to ask the Instacart person <laughs> to get me a snack, so I was willing to throw a grenade into my own marriage. <laughs> I but do know honestly, what to do. who cares about a tradition like that? Her husband. It's not important <laughs> until somebody breaks it. I would you would you ever do that? I would never do that. That is so corny. I can't believe it. But they did it, and she went and snuck in and like wolfed down a piece of wedding cake in the middle of the night because of COVID nineteen stress. 
But I have a suggestion. Okay. What's Do you have your? a suggestion? I was thinking to like bring out an empty plate at their <laughs> on their anniversary. And or just whatever. be like, let's get a divorce. No, and just be like, uh, I don't know, replace it with something funny. Oh, do a joke. Yeah. I my my idea was more duplicitous. I just think there is absolutely one hundred percent zero zero way that your husband remembers what your wedding cake tasted or looked like. There's no possibility. I don't remember mine. I don't of think we had not. a cake. We didn't. I don't think. I think we had donuts. Yeah, we got donuts. We had vegan donuts. But I wouldn't remember what kind of donut we had. So it is unfortunately going to involve a co- uh, an Instacart shopper or you putting an N95 mask on and going down to the bakery. <laughs> just get a slice of cake, wrap that shit in tin foil, and freeze it and just be like, here, honey, it's our wedding cake. And then fuck your husband like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> so let's play another. Hi. Um, so my secret is that I want my best friend's birthday party to have anal sex and it almost ended our friendship to be clear i had been on a three-week road trip and the night that i got back was my best friend's birthday which i had forgotten and i had been planning the whole time to have anal sex with my boyfriend that night i've been preparing my butthole with various supplements and i just felt like i had invested a lot into that and um she was really mad but she didn't know. I told her that I injured my knee, not that I was pretending uh, I'm doing it up the best. So that's my secret. We're still friends, but it was rough. <laughs> not the butt stuff. So. Okay, bye. I mean, I don't even understand. They got supplements? <laughs> I never heard of those supplements. I heard about taking an enema an hour before if you're a gay porn star. Or any porn star who's doing anal. Why has it got to be a gay porn star? Look at me. But they got supplements? So she'd been loop, like cleaning out her ass in anticipation of anal sex arrival from the road trip. <laughs> the other funny part of this call was that her friend never found out it was anal sex, thought that her friend had injured her knee and was still willing to end their friendship over her not showing up to the birthday party. So much drama. There's a lot of pe- lot of drama in people's lives, but I mean, I think she made the right call. I do too. If you promise a man for three a three week road trip, you promise a man you're gonna get this culo at the end, and then you're like, I got to go to a party. <laughs> that man, oh, I, I I'm glad you gave up the ass. That was really nice of you. That was really cool. And what's more important, right? Lifelong friendships or a single night of semi enjoyable sex. Um, all right. Well, I think. Yeah, we should wrap it up because you've been taking your supplements, right? <laughs> we kind of got something to get to. I want a foot massage. I want a foot. Okay. I want some anal. Sex. I'll give you a foot massage if you let if you fuck I, me in the like, ass. Wait, you'll with give your me- with your toe <laughs> at the end. I've been taking supplements, so you just toe toe my butt. I will say I have never felt hornier than in this pandemic. Is that true? No. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to do anything sexual. I just want you to fuck my ass with your big toe. Nothing sexual. Okay. Just poke it, poke it, poke it, and tell me I'm funny the whole time. (laughs) Is it a deal? Sure, honey. God, I love you. I love you, too. 